Welcome to The Trumpet Call, mobilizing warriors for the spiritual battle. I'm your host, John Martin, and here we are, Terry. You and I are together. Uh, Terry, you lead the military work, and uh, I'm so grateful for you as I've known you to be just a person of faith and trusting the Lord, diligent pursuing Jesus Christ and obeying him by making disciples. So um, here we are. Now, this is your brainchild, and I'm sure a few other people. So, um, so there's been a lot of podcasts, you know, or recently, you know, everyone's doing a podcast. But um, for you, Terry, what what makes you want to do a podcast, and why now? Yeah, great, great questions, John. And first of all, let me just say that thank you, uh, you know, for the invitation to join with you today. I'm uh, delighted. I'm thrilled uh, that we're finally getting this thing off of the ground. And uh, also, uh, just want to say a special thanks to you uh, for saying yes, uh, you know, to hosting this. So we we prayed and we thought about who would do this, who would really uh, draw the kind of content, um, insight. Uh, vision out of others in a, in a way that is uh, powerful and really enhances our ministry. And it was almost a unanimous, a unanimous choice that, hey, John Martin is the man for that job. And so thankful for you. And I, I think your, your first question is a great one. Why, why a podcast and why now? John, our, our world is changing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a reader and I read my Bible, of course, first and foremost, but I also read books, a lot of books, and I learn from books, and I share what I learn uh, from books with others. And so I end up discussing, you know, the things that I've recently read with a lot of other people, uh, particularly books that have stretched me. And so I often ask people, you know, when I'm talking, when the subject comes up and I'm talking about that, uh, tell me about a book that they've read recently, and I'm hearing more and more, especially from the next generation, I don't read books. I listen to audio books. Hmm. And so I have found, especially among the younger generation, that they, they want to be able to multitask, to take in knowledge and information while they drive on a morning commute or wash the dishes or mow the lawn or exercise or any uh, of a variety of other things. And so this generally points to audio as the delivery method of choice. So in some sense, by starting this podcast, we're stepping into the now of this moment in history. I'm not suggesting that podcasts are new by any means. They've been around a long time. But I do think we're now, you know, stepping into an area where we're filling part of the learning space of our next generation of military ministry disciple makers and leaders who look to audio content as a significant source of input to lifelong learning and spiritual growth. I think that sort of answers both the, uh, the why and the why now, but just one other word on the now part. Uh, I don't need to tell you, John, or our listeners, that this past year has been a challenging one dealing with COVID-19 and the global pandemic that it's brought. And that's taught us a lot of things. I think God is, you know, behind that and has, and he himself has taught us a lot of things, things like patience and diligence. And with so many discouraged has taught us the importance of encouragement and optimism in our ministry and many, many other things. But one of those important lessons we have to be able to, is that we have to be able to continue the discipleship and learning process, even when we can't impart life to life or in community, like we all want to do so desperately right now. And so, look, hey, let, let's face facts. We as a navigator ministry were built and formed on the idea of life-to-life -life impartation. That's the core of who we are. 
the core of what we do, and it will likely always be that. But we've learned this year that we have to be able to supplement that with other forms and ways of helping people grow spiritually. So again, the time just seems to be right for adding this important tool to our toolkit. Does that kind of make sense? Oh, that makes tons of sense. And I, I would agree with uh, all of that, I think. And that, that was actually part of my next question was, what are we trying to do? I think a lot of what you just said meets exactly that. Um, and I, I'm excited to see how we're able to just connect with people on a different different way rather than writing little devotional books or you know having an email in your inbox of a devotional thought just uh, something a little different in a different forum that people are are easily listening to so that's my next question too with that is you know we're trying to reach a generation of people who aren't reading books and they're listening to podcasts you know they're listening to audiobooks or they're doing a lot of listening as they drive here they they go there so do you have a certain audience that you're trying to reach with this yeah we we do john i i you know i think i answered above what we're trying to do excuse me with the podcast itself but who we want to reach is a great question and so i think in short you know we're trying to reach those who take jesus great commission to go and make disciples of all nations in matthew 28 19 and 20 seriously so Mm. in that sense our podcast is focused on discipleship in equipping and mobilizing disciple makers. We want to be able to help those who are serious about becoming a more effective disciple maker, no matter what their current stage of development. In that sense, you know, we hope to offer something uh, for the new believer right along with those who've been making disciples for decades. We will, from time to time, touch on other topics such as leadership or leader development, evangelizing, Bible study, or other topics, but our core audience will be those who want to grow as disciple makers and, through additional equipping, are willing to be mobilized to do what Jesus commands us all to do, which is to go and make disciples. We often, I think, try to excuse that away by saying that, hey, you know, I'm just not gifted in that way, but it's not a matter of gifting. That's a command of Jesus, first to his own disciples and then to the generations to all of us. That is the entire body of Christ calling. And while it is a command and, you know, therefore not limited to those with special gifting, there is some skill required to do it well. And that, again, is sort of what the point of this podcast will be about, to impart the heart, vision, and skill for making lifelong disciple makers in the military context, of course. That is so awesome, Terry. I, I can't imagine that every single disciple that just heard you say that just got super pumped in their cars or wherever they're listening, because that's to me, that's that is I mean, all, that's that's just the DNA of what we are trusting God for. We don't make disciples because we just found that we're super good at it. We're making disciples because we want to love Jesus. And we want to be just like him. And so I, I, I just that gets me so excited. You know, this isn't a specialized podcast for some elite group of the Christian body. Uh, it's it's really That's is right. for everybody who just loves Jesus Christ, wants to be like him, and is willing to try this thing called discipleship because their master said, hey, go make disciples. Yeah, well said. Uh, so, okay, we got this name, which we, you and I, Terry, haven't had conversation on this name, but I love this name. So I was wondering if you could talk some about it. It's called, we're calling this the trumpet call and we're mobilizing warriors for the spiritual battle. So what made this name get chosen? 
Yeah, th thanks for asking. Uh, it, it, it was an intentional choice. Uh, so, you know, first of all, like you just pointed out, John, we, from our original vision, we've actually changed the name just slightly, you know, because we had originally called it equipping uh, spiritual warriors for the spiritual battleground, but now it's mobilizing warriors for the spiritual battle, just exactly like you said. And, uh, and so, yeah, so what about that first part? trumpet call well as i and other and the other founders who gave birth to this idea just sitting around dreaming about what we would love to see god do through this podcast we were really grabbed by this idea of the trumpet and how it's used throughout scripture and i might add in our military services as well in so many different ways in the scripture it's used to bring attention to something to announce to warn to judge, to muster at a place or location, and as a call to rally to the battle, just to name just a few. As you recall from your own days of military service in the Marine Corps, John, every day on base begins with reveille and ends with taps. So the trumpet holds a place of special significance in the military services that we serve as well. But like I said, we also see that that name holds a place of prominence in the work of God's kingdom. It depends on the translation used, but in some translations, the word trumpet is used over a hundred times throughout the scriptures. Mm. You know, as I've thought about our work in the Navigator military mission and, and really as a broader network of laboring military disciple makers in the worldwide body of Christ, Nehemiah 4, 19 and 20, I think always comes to mind for me as a great picture of that. So what's going on in Nehemiah 4? Well, you know, Nehemiah, of course, was the cupbearer to Artaxerxes, the king in exile, and he gets this report of a broken down wall in Jerusalem. And uh, through a, a long season of prayer and uh, seeking the Lord, it's clear that there's being a call placed on his life to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild this wall. So he does exactly that. And of course, once he does that, uh, many things happen, but, but one of the things that happens is opposition begins to build. So when we get to chapter four, Nehemiah has already begun the work of rebuilding the broken down wall, and the work's now coming under attack, like I said, from those who oppose it for their own selfish reasons. And so to encourage his laborers, really, Nehemiah says this in chapter four, verses 19 and 20. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. John, in our Navigator military ministry, we're spread across 20 time zones at my last count. Some of our work is progressing through wide open doors and others is happening under heavy opposition. And we are far separated on the wall from one another, so to speak. And so this verse and that call the trumpet is a great reminder that regardless of which it is, or anything in between, we're not alone. And the battle belongs to the Lord. He does the fighting, and he gives the victory. He does call us to courageous and faithful engagement, but alone he gives the victory. And as I've mentioned above, well, this is indeed a picture of us and our Navigator military ministry. It's much more than that. And it's a beautiful picture, I think, of the entire global community of military disciple makers. We want to be able to lock arms with all of them 
And when we hear that our brothers are under attack, to listen for that trumpet and rally to them there and join in the battle for souls. We're doing that in the, in the U, here in the U.S. through our partnerships with Crew Military, uh, Officer Christian Fellowship, and other others who are working in military ministry. And I'll just add that my wife Susan and I have even had opportunities to do that internationally through some of our work with the Worldwide Association of Christian Military Fellowships, particularly in Southern and Western Europe. And she's now actually helping to oversee some of the work of these same bodies of military disciple makers in Africa and the Middle East. And then finally, I want to say a word about mobilizing warriors. <clears throat> of course, that word mobilizing is a military term, so the audience that's likely to tune into this understands it well. But anyway, it means to gather, to marshal the troops together, to deploy, to muster, to rally, or to call up, to assemble, to mass, to organize, or prepare for movement for deployment. In the military we, sense, we think of it as the process of moving resources and troops, weapons, and supplies to the battlefield in preparation for war. But without mobilization, battles could not be fought, really, and wars could not be won. I really like 1 Corinthians 14.8 on this topic. It says, if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? And so there it is again, this idea of preparing for battle, for mobilizing for spiritual war. And that all begins with a clear sound of the trumpet. Of course, you know, we also know that the body of Christ wages a war of a different kind. Uh, but, you know, let's be clear. It is one that is clearly in need of warriors and mobilizers. Jesus himself, recognizing this, sounded that bugle with his disciples in a defining moment, I think, in Luke 10, too well-known verses the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray earnestly to the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest that's a wake-up call i think an announcement a battle call jesus is saying let's roll man the battle is on mobilize and it isn't just a new testament concept either i don't think there's a place in the scriptures that says this more clearly than joel 2. listen to these words from joel 2 verses 1 and 11. Blow a trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the Lord tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. The Lord utters his voice before his army and for his camp, which is exceedingly great. He who executes his word is powerful, for the day of the Lord is great and very awesome. Who can endure it? This is a time to mobilize for a coming battle, and that is exactly what we're trying to convey with our name through this podcast. And so, yeah, that's kind of the story behind the name. I love it. That is, uh, it's just a great, a great capture. You wonder, I mean, I was just meditating on Luke ten two today, Terry, just thinking about that's the worst situation I'd ever see a, a farmer could ever be in, to look out of these harvests, these fields, and to see there's no way he's going to get it all in. Because yeah. he just doesn't have enough workers. Yep. And so just thinking about, man, if Jesus was a general, which he is, <laughs> if he was the commander in chief, <laughs> if, if this was a war, he might say something like, we need to mobilize warriors for this spiritual battle. I, I, I love that, Terry. It's so yeah. awesome. Uh, so, you know, as this podcast moves forward and as we get to interview different people and hear hear different people just encourage us and mobilize us for the spiritual battle and sound this trumpet. Where do you picture this going in, say, a year from now? 
Yeah, another another great question, John. You know, I think a podcast could just be, you know, a means of delivering content, but we actually want to do something much more than just deliver content here. We are doing that, but we also hope to do much more. We're equipping warriors for a battle, like I mentioned before. Not a, not a, not one that's coming. It is coming, but it's also here right now. And so it's one we're currently fighting. And so just like you mentioned a minute ago, John, we need warriors. Those who want to be equipped for this battle, those who are willing to be trained and equipped and engage with us alongside us. So a year from now, I would love to see this podcast have a steady following of those willing to be equipped. But honestly, John, I, I also hope that it's more than even that, that this becomes an outreach for us to encourage those who really want in the battle to come join us in the local ministries to get trained and to join in the battle for souls by getting some local training in their local ministry. You know, let's not just learn about disciple making. Yeah, that's important, but let's get in the battle together. That That's part of where we really hope this goes. And so I'm really talking to our listening audience right now when I say, hey, come join us. We need you. If this podcast can serve to help make that happen in some way and bring laborers into the harvest, warriors into the battle, then I will have judged it a complete success a year from now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's what a what an awesome vision too. That's you know it's so easy when you do. A, I have a friend that does a podcast, and every, you know how do you not kind of put hope in numbers? You know, it, you have a Bible study, you want to put hope in numbers, and there's always that temptation to kind of judge success by numbers. But um, and and I think that's important because God loves people, and people make numbers. <laughs> but uh, uh, just to see, you're you're talking about not only seeing people tuning in. If we had the steady following of people tuning in well that's awesome but that's not even the goal we we want people people who are listening to this taking notes taking joel to it was a joel chapter two did you say yes joel 2 matthew 10 nehemiah 4 you know first corinthians 14 taking these passages and mulling them over in their hearts and getting to work in the harvest that god's put in front of them in the battlefield that god's put in front of them that's right. And then and then saying, I want in. I, you know, yeah, I want to learn about this, but I want in the battle with you. We're locked arms together. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's that's great. So then that's that's the podcast from a year from now. What about the military mission? Yeah, another another good question, John, because we're really, you know, we want to use this as a supplement to, to really help resource and, uh, and encourage our own staff as well. And so, as you're well aware, John, we're in the midst right now of reorganizing the Navigator's military mission. And we're doing that for a number of reasons, things like strengthening unity inside our mission and hopefully with other parts of the body of Christ deepening our leadership bench across all the branches and helping lead the change to a more efficient alignment for the future. But the main thing we are expecting to see from this reorganization is an even stronger emphasis on, and I'll say execution of our core mission to raise up and train and release hundreds and hundreds of multiplying disciple makers right back out into that harvest we were just talking about. So I guess that's where I'd like to see us in a year from now on that road. There, there's a great little verse tucked away in, the, in a, a section of First Chronicles that in that particular part of First Chronicles almost reads like a part of genealogy. And I know some people, as they read their Bible, they kind of tend to skip over the genealogies a little bit. 
but it's actually in chapter First uh, Chronicles 12. And the background is that David's taking stock of his troops, tribe by tribe. So he hasn't become um, the king of, of Israel yet, but he's preparing to do that. And so part of that preparation is he knows, you know, that battles await him in the future. And so he's kind of taking stop, a stock of the troops. And uh, this is what it says as he's kind of, you know, going through it uh, tribe by tribe by tribe. This is what it says in First Chronicles 12, uh, 33. Of Zebulun, 50,000 seasoned troops equipped for battle with all the weapons of war to help David with singleness of purpose. And I love that verse. And that is where I and many others are praying and believing God for as we consider our future. A year from now, two years from now and beyond. You know, we want to see thousands of seasoned troops equipped for spiritual battle with all the weapons and tools of disciple making at their disposal and single minded in the purpose of helping to boldly engage a spiritual harvest. I, I think and many others do as well, particularly in light of COVID is just ripe for gathering right now. We really see this as a John 435 moment. You know, that's where Jesus told his disciples, do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. And I'll just add right now. And so this is sort of a now and not yet verse for us because we believe it is a now and not yet time. And that's exactly what we're after in the military mission as we, as we reorganize, as we use this tool and others uh, going forward. Well, we're running short on time, uh, so I wanted to maybe wrap up with a couple questions. Okay. Uh, are there any questions that I did not ask in this podcast, Terry, that you, man, let's let's talk about this, too, before we close off. Yeah, good, good. I, I Not not really, John. I, I, I will say this. I, I want to thank, send out a, a special thanks to our listeners for tuning in and ask you that you stay with us. <laughs> you know, this is the first uh, this is the inaugural podcast. We're certainly going to learn some things. And we have plans, of course, like I've just been talking about for the last half hour or so to make this a top-notch training tool. And I've outlined how I think we can do that. But we may not have it all figured out. In fact, we know we don't have it all figured out in how to best serve you, the listener and learner. And so we need to hear your feedback in order to help shape what this can become in the future. Excellent. So, Terry, last question. Do you have any resources you'd recommend for those interested in learning more? Yeah, I'll just briefly mention one. Um, you know, it's a well-known resource, John, but I still suspect there might be a few who are listening in today, uh, you know, who will find this podcast and maybe have never heard about it. So, yeah, we recently did a survey of all nearly 400 of our Navigator military staff on the best re uh, resources for discipleship. And from this, we put together, among other things, a professional reading list. And by far and away, the number one book on this topic was Robert Coleman's classic, The Master Plan of Evangelism. And I'll just testify, like I'm sure many others would, that it is a fantastic resource for anyone who has a desire to learn more about building a strong disciple-making culture. It's a short read, and I highly recommend it for those who don't know it or haven't read it before. Maybe we can put the Amazon link in our show notes. You know, I don't, I don't know, uh, perhaps. And... And of course, um, you know, again, I would just ask you to stay tuned to this podcast. We're working hard and praying that it will be a blessing and a great resource of its own right in the future. 
I think that's probably it for me, John. The, those would be the things that I have to say, you know, uh, to our listening audience um, for this inaugural podcast. And uh, I, I want to just say again, uh, special thanks to you, John. Great job of hosting, just like we knew you would do. And I want to say thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll, uh, I'll end it the way Jesus did in, uh, in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Uh, and that's when he, you know, he made it crystal clear to us all, go and make disciples of all nations. Well, there's nothing to, nothing to add to that, Terry. Thanks so much. And thank you again, all the listeners out there listening to uh, this brand new initiative. And we are excited about what God's going to do in all of us and through all of us as we just sharpen our tools and get mobilized for the spiritual battle. So um, we'll close with that.